Are we rolling? We're good? Yeah, that's all making it, too. All right, welcome back to the Botch Pod. The Botch Pod. The Botch Pod. The Botch Pod. The worst. The worst. The worst. The worst podcast in the world. Just do it. Welcome back to the Botch Pod, the worst podcast in the world. Today we got Dan from D Nice Customs. How we doing, guys? Welcome. Thank you for coming on. Sorry for the whole oh. debacle. Oh, good. Man. Oh man, um, that Never was not recorded. That should have been recorded. Honestly. No, it shouldn't. Because <laughs> then it just makes us look even worse. Poor Dan <laughs> here. We just made him sit for twenty minutes uh, while we were trying to figure out the mics. Um, we might be switching rooms <laughs> at this point because we do something. We keep we keep picking up like radio frequencies and stuff. If you guys hear like she thinks my tractor's sexy in the background, just ignore it. <laughs> I don't happen. think you will. I think we gotta figure it out now, but So how are you? Good man. How you guys doing? Good. Good. <sighs> I'm doing better now. Yeah, yeah. How's your day? Busy yeah, today? Pretty chill, yeah. So you got your hands in a lot of pots. For the people that don't know, obviously you have D-Nice Customs, yep. make stickers, endless things pretty much, right? Yeah, it's a custom shop at the end of the day. So, you know, that's one of the Boom. products Boom. there. Right here. Um, kind of not, I try to not turn anything away if I can do it, just to see if it actually spawns off into an actual product, which sometimes it does. Um, but yeah, if my machines can do it, I usually try to take it on, see if it turns into something. It's crazy. And then you also do... Vending machines, are you still doing that? Yep, vending machines, Airbnbs, um, rental properties. How many rentals do you own? Uh, we got 10 doors in total, okay. and um, three of those are current Airbnbs and one's under construction. Shit. Yeah. So kind of so, just all around hustling. Yeah, man. That's Fucking right. Yeah. Uh, four properties total then? Uh, for the for how many properties? Yeah, we yeah. got uh, one, two, three. Yeah, spread across four properties, yeah. Nice. Cool. I just sold. Um, I just sold a, a duplex I had in First Ward um, earlier, early last year. So that was another two units that we lost. But. Gotcha. So, um, where are the Airbnbs? Are they all around Buffalo? Yeah, Larkinville. Um, four, uh, three in one property, and then around the corner. So they're all right there, Seneca Street. Cool. I'm cool. curious how how do those do in Buffalo? Oh, like, they do good. You yeah. know, I mean. Um, I know people do that down in, like, Orchard Park around the stadium and stuff. Right, right. But, I mean, I still get a lot of people for the games. Um, Niagara Falls, uh, Flickinger Center, um, the medical corridor, you know. So I'm I'm pretty centrally located, too. So it's just like, you know, 15, 20 minutes to the airport, to the stadiums, to Niagara Falls. You know, so that works out good, too. Yeah, definitely. That is cool. I guess that does make sense because then you're also near downtown, like – you just go party yeah. after games or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. People don't want to drive. And, and then the throughways right there, 33 is right there. Absolutely. So it works out good. And, um, you know, it's not like it's a, a Florida Disneyland type of situation where, you know, people think that's where Airbnbs or California. But, you know, right. I stay busy. Um, you know, um, good offerings, clean properties. Um, you know, I've been a super host since the beginning. And I've been on doing it for going on five years now. And um, just adding them as people. What happened was, is as people moved out of my apartments, I converted them into Airbnbs because gotcha. it's just like you know the, the rental laws in New York State just took a shit during COVID. Yeah. So it's just like, all right, let's just keep rolling with this till we can. Yeah. So with like Airbnbs, like what are like some of the horror stories you've dealt with? Um, not too many horror stories, man. I, I've uh, during COVID, a year prior to COVID, I had my first one, so I got you know a little bit of. Uh, 
knowledge, I guess, just doing that. During COVID, when all the hotels were shut down and all that shit, I don't, first of all, I don't, I don't host any locals. So that's okay. my number one rule already. If you're within, I think, 35 miles, 40 miles, I got in there. I don't want. Really? I don't want to host you. If you got 716 in your phone number, I don't want to host you. They're okay. going like, go to be throwing ho- parties or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 100%. And so it's just like, go to a hotel, go do whatever you got to do. So that cut out a lot of the bullshit. But during um, COVID, um, a lot of parties happened, and I didn't have those rules in place yet. So people were, you know, Friday, Saturday night, one night bookings, kind of a red flag. Um, you know, I got security cameras on the property anyway that all feed into my shop, and I'm in my shop 24-7 anyway. So if I, you know, I booked one, I booked, your booking was for one person, and you're coming in with a case of liquor or a case of whatever, it's just like, all right, you know, I'll keep an eye on you and then um, see what that turns into, and more than likely it's going to be a party. Right. And um, so as far as horror stories, it's really just kicking those people out, getting the cops involved if I need to, you know. Um, the worst one was just, uh, the one I learned the most from was just, they were in there for like a total of five hours, completely trashed the place, put a hole in my wall, broke my couch. Um, they made some fruity drink that they spilled all over. So the whole floor was sticky. And the, the issue, the main issue was aside from, you know, that's all a big problem too, is the next day I had a traveling nurse coming that was coming for a month. Oh no. She was coming in for COVID relief. All the stores were closed. I didn't have no way of getting a couch for her, yeah. you know, just buying it last minute. So I took the couch from my house and put it in there. It's really? Like, you know, it didn't match the listing, but it's like, hey, I got you a couch. And um, it was just her, so it wasn't an issue. But that was, you know, and it's just been more of that type of problem with parties. But um, it, since then, I, I just implemented more rules that, you know, if they don't agree to my rules in the beginning, I don't want you to stay with me either. Right. You know, and that's not something like on Airbnb, like, oh, check this box and you'll be you're like agreeing to it. It's within the messages, just peer to peer. I make them agree to it. If they don't, then I cancel their booking or whatever. Right. You know, because it's just it's a headache. Um, your one night, your one night um, booking with me is not worth the, the problems you're going to cause. You know? Yeah, of course. And then what, what also it creates is. Um, an all hands on deck situation where it's just like, hey, I got two or three more to clean tomorrow, because uh, it's a family operation. You know, um, we we do all the cleaning, and um, you know, my parents, my sister, we all get in there if we need to. Um, but at the end of the day, it's just like, well, now we got to spend extra time on this unit. That you know, you still only got four hours in between checkout and a check in, and now we need everybody just to tackle this one. You know, and then it, it just creates a, a, a bottleneck for getting the other stuff done. Definitely. Yeah. So, like five years later now, are you happy you turned it into an Airbnb? Oh, 100%. Like, is it yeah. is it more profitable too? Um, yeah, it, it definitely is. But it's like you know, as long as it makes what I needed to make as as if it was a rental, you know, my bills are covered. Everything after that is just a bonus. And if it can sit there empty for three weeks out of the month, which it doesn't, you know, I'm usually at like at least during the slow months, sixty five percent occupancy. Um, summertime, I'm at 90, 95% occupancy. Wow. Damn. So if it's, um, if it just makes what I needed to cover my bills prior to it being an Airbnb, I'm good, but it does over that. But then, you know, it's less wear and tear on my, um, utilities and on the apartment themselves and all everything, all the, um, appliances and everything in there. Whereas if someone was living there or family or whatever, um, they'd be used every day, my water bill, all that stuff. You know, yeah, and nice. um, I never even thought about it. I have a couple of rentals and I don't do Airbnb. So um, 
Yeah, it's like you can't even get in there to like remodel or anything if you wanted to. But like um, with Airbnb, you can. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That was an a, a issue I had with the property I just sold last year. Is like I had great tenants, but they were just there for like eight years and they didn't want to leave. It was the most um, in need of an apartment of a remodel that I had. And it's just like, these guys got to go. I got to, you know, this needs 30 grand easy to get up to par. And all my apartments are, you know, nice. And um, what I also started to do was cut down on the number of bedrooms this is like three bedrooms i don't even want that i want a one bedroom two bedroom you know studios and that's what my airbnbs are at max they can sleep four and you're pushing it you know and that's with a couch bed and or um, they all have air mattresses too but they at least have a king or queen bed but i don't want to have you know six seven eight people in my property it's too much um laundry it's too much just wear and tear, you know? So it's just like, hey, I'll cater to those guys that are just coming for um, a weekend, a day. A lot of people, a lot of Airbnbs don't do like nightly bookings. But if you got someone that's just traveling through um, and they just need a, a place to crash for the night, hey, cool, you know? It's quick and easy. Definitely. And we'll go from there. I've never used Airbnb of you. Yeah, I have. have. I actually Airbnb'd a boat one time. Oh, nice. No, yeah. Stayed on a yeah. boat, it was docked. Um, but it was kind of weird because the owners were, it was docked at the owner's building, like their house. Oh shit. So it was like an old couple and we'd wake up at like six in the morning and they're like cleaning the boat up top. Like we hear them walking around. (laughs) That is crazy. I've seen some crazy, the unique one, that's the thing too. There's some unique ones out there, you know, there are a lot of unique ones. Yeah. When I travel, I just search like that area just to see what's out there, you know, keep up on, you know amenities or pricing mm-hmm. or whatever and just yeah. to see how unique they are but in like california i've seen people that like literally they live in their van or a camper that's parked on the side of the road they airbnb it and they'll go sleep at the beach or whatever and it and it has great reviews they're a super host it's just like oh shit and it's just legit a van with a mattress in it that this person clearly lives out of you know like that is wild like, yeah so wild. it's just like shit like that or, or i've never stayed in shared rooms or anything like that it's just like i usually get the shared is kind of weird yeah, isn't it i'm not i'm not down with that it's like you know it, they they do come at a cheaper rate yeah um but you know common spaces and all that stuff none of mine are like that you know you got like a yard and stuff like that but even there's no common hallways there's nothing right um, i prefer those it's it, you know it, it's more comfortable um, but there are some unique ones. I stayed in one that was a grain silo one time in Tennessee. Oh, that's fucking cool. And it, you know, it was like circular, and they put a second floor in it. That floor had epoxy corn in it, which was good. Oh, that's fucking cool. And it was like kind of in the woods, so they gave us like shit to do fire and s'mores and all kinds of stuff. Awesome. Like that. So Sweet. it was like those little extras, Yeah. you know, are dope, and they make for a, a, a nice stay. Yeah. Mine was, the boat was memorable, but... I would never do that again. I mean, <laughs> cleaning on the boat and all that, I wouldn't, you know. It was just... hot, too. Like, they had... Oh, yeah. You got to respect that, though, right? No, no they said there was AC. Oh, but don't, doesn't it have to be running The AC shit? was running 24-7. Oh, Didn't it was? Work. It yeah. was just a fan, pretty much. Fair, yeah. yeah. Yeah, when I was just in Vegas, I, I the place that I stayed at was an Airbnb, but what it was was someone's timeshare that they oh, fucking. put on Airbnb through, like, some company. So it was dope because... You know, we got a full kitchen, we had washer and dryer, um, free parking pass, and then you basically get all the amenities of the um, resort that they would if they were there for their timeshare. So they gave us, like, discount coupons to restaurants. The free parking was a major thing. Um, And and just, you know, use of the facilities, sauna, hot tubs. The pool was under construction, but we could have had that too. And it's right on the strip, so it's just like I think I paid – 
Um, I had a hundred dollar credit, so it was like six hundred bucks for eight days on the strip. Wow, that's you know, incredibly plus, nice. Plus those other amenities that you know typically wouldn't get. Yeah, you know, and and that and, and that was the week leading up to the Super Bowl, so you know hotel rates were ridiculous. Oh my god, yeah, you know? absolutely. That's cool though. I mean, then you see like all like the ones that like cater to like um, they're super jacked up prices because they have like Instagram rooms and shit. You know oh, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Or, like, I mean, those are nice, too. Like, if you go to, like, Puerto Rico or, or, or a place that is, like, on the beach and it, it holds 15, 20 people, it's a giant mansion house. You know, that that's going to be, you know, more worth it. But you got to go with the whole crew, you know? Yeah. And uh, But then it's like, for me, that's all just more shit that got to get checked or cleaned. That's what I'm saying. You know, you got to you gotta check all the bedrooms. You got to check all the common areas, the, you know, if they got a, um, you know, hot tub, pool table, all these other things where you could find just things yeah you know? and we randomly run into shit that you know it's like how why is this up here uh you know my one has like 12 foot ceilings and i was cleaning the ceiling fan one day and just took a look around while i was up there. It was a fucking slice of pizza on top of <laughs> See, that's what i'm saying on top of the upper cabinets which is not within like reach and it's just like what the fuck <laughs> you know and it's just like how or why do people do this so with bigger spaces i would just run into more time of just going through it thoroughly and you know i just try to avoid those situations with smaller ones you know it's like less likely for that yeah. to happen that's like. why i was asking about the horror story because like i got invited uh when i was fuck i mean this is a long time ago and i didn't even know it was an airbnb but we went to like this house party and it ended up being an airbnb and they were yeah. talking about it at the party dude before right before we left kids are like kicking holes in fucking yeah. drywall cabinets hanging from the rafters i'm like what the fuck yeah. like this guy's gonna be pissed in the morning and i do not want to be here if cops get called if anything gets called because then i'm in i'm in like the middle of it like fuck no yeah like i can't even imagine what that bill was to like repair like can you can bill them obviously if like there's damages yeah, I, mean, and shit. I would i i would uh um give airbnb credit as far as their um like incidental insurance type policy. It's something that you automatically pay into just being a tote. Like they take that cut out of their percentage. Yep. Um, it's like a million dollar coverage or something. But um, every time I've had to put a claim in, they have been receptive as far as paying for it. You know, um, what's crazy is prior to COVID, they didn't have like a no party policy. Um, after COVID, I'm thinking because they lost their ass on so many party issues, they implemented a no party policy like as one of their rules. So they're side with the hosts more. If you think they're throwing a party, they will um, be more proactive as far as removing the guests or being okay with the guests being removed. Yeah. Um, but, it, you know, it, it's crazy to think that it's like Airbnb. I don't even know how long they've been, uh, you know, in business. But it's like, how could you not? Like, I would think that parties would be the number one thing you would want to avoid. Especially yeah. if you're paying out. You know, and the thing is, is that they require everything to be done by like a contractor or or whatever so it's just like you're paying top dollar they want invoices from you know letterheads and all that stuff from people it's like i can do all this stuff but since you want it this more professional way it's going to cost so much more money and that just yeah. you're going to pay me out so much more money so um you know i get everything with warrant all my furniture and shit with warranties and all that stuff and um you know, keep it all fresh and brand new so it looks good and everything. And then it's just like, hey, they they, they haven't had an issue paying out anything yet. So you, you, you're safe to say you basically have it down to like a science now? Yeah, because, almost. I mean, in the beginning, it's like, hey, it's my first claim. I don't know what I'm doing. You know, what do, we, what do you need? And they're like, supply all this stuff. So And then it would drag out the situation, the, the, the time. Not that it's like I need the money, but it's just more, 
back and forth. So now it's like as soon as something goes down, I'm hitting them with everything that they would require unless they require something new since the last time I did one. Here's everything off the jump and send me the check, you know, yeah. or, you know, the deposit. So we go from there. Cool. It's kind of cool. So you do everything yourself, but you send them like the invoice basically from yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And now um, probably within the last year, they've they wanted like a legitimate company to do it. Right. So now they allowed um, the host to do it. It's just send them like your bill of materials or whatever you spent to do it. Oh, okay. You know, and it's mainly like as for me, at least it's been mainly furniture breakage. You know, and um, the one time uh, a hole in the wall type situation, you know. Google how much, um, this is nice now that we have this. Yeah, yeah. Google how much Airbnb dishes out in like insurance each year. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it's through the roof. Because it's like worldwide, you know. So, right. You know. It, like, yeah, it, like actually, Airbnb's got to be a crazy company. Like, like yeah. They you kinda, know, like they got to rake they're, it. They're, they're like the poster child for, um, Short-term rentals, you know, and then there's like averages are average. And, um, I think it's apartments.com that is starting to get into it now. Are they? Uh, yeah, one of apartments.com has been like killing it. They have to have been because I see their commercials and advertisements everywhere. Right. Lately. So I mean, it makes sense because it's like you're going there to look for in those apartment type sites. You're going there for looking for housing. You might as well. They might as well it just doesn't. make a, a a tab for short-term rental housing. You know, they already got right. long-term rental. And they'll, they they got such a bigger reach, you know. But at the end of the day, Airbnb is a technology company that does short-term rentals. Right. They don't um, own so a like their app is you know they're constantly updating their app with new features and this and that that is really nice. Um, it's one of the best apps that I use as far as like push notifications. Like I get the message as soon as they send it, and I can respond, you know. So right here it says in 2019 the company reported that it had paid out 50 million in claims. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, good for Airbnb for actually covering their their hosts. Yeah, they would need to. I mean, how would they not? I can't imagine right. if they're like insurance. It's just like Uber, like Uber you know, exactly. You know, they, well, but have I don't ever know use like it. Turo. Turo, yeah, that Turo. I'm interested in that too. Yeah, yeah. No, I've never used it, but I heard of it. I got to run to the yeah. bathroom real quick. I didn't take yeah, a piss yeah. before. That no. seems like it would be crazy insurance on the whether you got to get your own policy because I yeah. think with um, Uber you used to have to do your own policy through your insurance, right? But then they worked it into like their fees or somehow, and now they cover their drivers up yeah. to so much. Because yeah. I mean, that's got to be super. I mean, I can't imagine the number of car accidents that Uber has on a yearly basis, you know? Yeah. Or even Turo, like you're letting a random person drive your yeah, car. Yeah, I mean, I, just, I, I couldn't do that, man. It just. I well, feel there's people there's just... people that buy like exotic cars in Miami, and yeah. they'll, you know they run them out for nights at a time, and they just storm in like a parking garage or something. Yeah. But, I mean, I've rented cars and beat up on them, so I'm sure you know yeah. just from like Hertz and shit. So yeah, and, and Turo's more expensive from what I've seen, but they have. It's like more options. There's more luxury to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, for sure. Or if you go to Hertz, it's like you got a Jeep Wrangler or a Mustang. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. You know Turo's I mean? going to be for like, you know, the, the luxury type cars for sure. Yeah. It's just, I can't imagine, you know, someone putting a Ferrari on there and, you know, renting it to who? It's like, do you do you even know how to drive stick? Like, right. How, what's the qualification? Yeah, it's, it's weird. Like, you have to you have to say you know it, but it, how do you, you can't prove right. it over there's an no, app. There's no like, hey, do a test drive in front of me first. So it's yeah. just like, you know, yeah, how do you do that? It's weird. You get passed off by the owner, pretty much the keys and everything, because um, I just did it for the first time, and he had like three or four of the same exact car. It was a BMW Z4. Okay. And he, we brought it back, 
and he was like washing all of them mm. like in in a parking lot and you lot. just like pick it up at his house or no it was like a it was called like entrepreneur sandbox or something it was basically a place for them to store mm. cars and stuff it, it was pretty cool but um no we had we had to pay like 750 up front that oh, as yeah. long as there's Deposit. no damages or anything yeah. you get it back um, and then you pay for however many days. I had a friend that um, she kind of did that with RVs, and um, it was kind—I don't know what the site was for that—but it's like you rent this person's RV for however long, which they rent RVs anyway, like regular, like RV.com right. or whatever. Yeah. Um, but she said it. They, you know, she did it um, for a little while, and it worked out. It was just people with RVs. I don't know if these guys camp or anything but it's just like they got a lot of different things that they need like that they can do and not the average person knows how to do that as far as electrical and the sewer no, you know, yeah, and other stuff, sketchy. you know so it's just like now you're bringing this thing back and it's just like you know not not to mention it's a it's a bus at the end of the day do you even know how to you don't need a huge, different class yeah. license but you need to know how to drive you know yeah because the wind catches them and they're huge absolutely yeah it's so the yeah, insurance rider on something like that God. has to be ridiculous Fucking hell! Yeah, I would love to get into Turo just because I like cars, but I don't know. I don't. I mean, yeah, you have. I don't know. You if need a lot a, of a market around here for it. No, do no, they do not bikes at all. too, Definitely like motorcycles. Turo Ooh, might. They might do motorcycles. Look that up. <laughs> Does Turo offer T U R O offer motorcycles? They might. I don't know. That would be incredibly sketchy. Hell yeah! Like, I don't like, know if I'm trusting anybody. Wait, like, there's like. A lot of scam artists, because it's pretty new compared to, like, Airbnb. And there's, like, scam artists that are, like, basically super hosts. Bro, the, scam, the scammers of everything are just fucking Fucking fuck. brutal, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, man. It's like they get a hold of something so early and so fast and just ruin it for everybody. Yeah. yeah. What does that say? Airbnb, Turo for motorcycles doing well. What is it called, though? Turo for motorcycles is scaring me. Go to that just, top link. The very top Just link. on Turo. Is that on Turo? Is that like because like that says Turo for motorcycles? Oh, so maybe they, maybe they just have a different company that there might be a different company that offers yeah, it. It's not Turo. God, the insurance for that. Yeah, because Turo would probably it says no right there. No, I mean that the just only makes thing sense. With that is that you'd have to have like a a, a motorcycle endorsed license, license that they require, yeah. which at least they know that you've got some type of training on. But like for driving stick, there is none. So it's just like exactly that's your fucking clutch and everything. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, like because like you go out to like shit. You were in Vegas. You go out to anywhere like that where it's like super wealthy. There's like Lambos. There's everything you oh, can yeah. imagine. I mean, on there's there. just regular rental companies out there that rent all that, yeah. that yeah. fun shit too. You know, but like this, like, you're trusting somebody with your car essentially. Yeah. At the same time, though, if it's like stick and you rent to someone that doesn't you know, drive like if stick. you're if you're a person like I can't drive stick, but I'm gonna rent a stick. Yeah. It's like how far are you I gonna guess, get yeah, with the I car? Guess going yeah. off the lot, you know that. Like, oh, yeah. fuck. Oh, fuck. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, get back over here. Right, <laughs> right. Come back inside. We'll get you like a Prius or something. You set up like a secondary <laughs> gate situation. Be like, if you can make it to there, I will open the second one. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. No, that, the, uh, yeah, no. I don't know how to drive stick. No, I don't. Not know. a lot of people do, man. Uh, and, and the crazy part is that a lot of those exotic cars used to be strictly stick, and then yeah, they started yep. making them um, automatics. Yeah. Kind of just killed yeah. the game. Big time. Yeah. They did. So I want to shift gears a little bit. Sorry, Ray. No, you're, right, you're okay. You're um, I wanted to talk about vending machines too, real quick. Yeah. So you're still doing that? You last time I saw you, you were talking about selling one of your routes or something. Uh yeah, I was preparing to figure it out, so I'll have those uh, for sale this summer. Um, 
I can't remember if I had machines available or if not when we spoke last, but I started out with uh, 18, and I'm down to like 10 now. Okay. Um, but I got 10, you know, solid locations. Um, Are you slowly trying to like wind a lot of it? Um, no, but okay. when I bought it, uh, I bought them from a guy that was retiring. So I kind of got like the last of what he was offering. Uh, my brother-in-law kind of got the cream of the crop for Buffalo. Uh, a friend of his also got some. And then majority of mine were in Lockport um niagara falls yeah so i kind of just took whatever he had left and um, there were some good locations they were just out there you know right. so uh, i took whatever he had left um me and my girl kind of looked at it as we're going to get into this we'll give it a year see what we can do with it and then if it doesn't work we'll get rid of it and if it does then we'll just keep rolling with it Buddy, but within that think? time um you know we either lost locations or the locations were shit so it's just like i got rid of them um he, gave, he only had financials, like document financials from 2019. So then it's like all of COVID happened and all this stuff. Right. And it's just like, well, you know, how off are these numbers? Um, and some of them were and some of them weren't. But if it was a shitty location and like the routes, you know, you kind of want them to be in a loop maybe. But if you got to, you know, I had some that were like this. I got to go way over here for one and then back in my regular uh, routine it's just like is this location worth the gas or worth the time to go get to um i'd rather just get rid of it and if i what i wasn't into was i wasn't into buying machines and having to place them in the locations i wanted them already in the locations and then just hit the ground running because it's easier that way 100%. so that's why i bought what he had um and then cut back on you know what i didn't like or if we lost a location or something and then it's like i wasn't into finding a new location for those machines i just sold them it's like i don't need to find a new location it's just you know this was an experiment to begin with and yeah. um, we're going into it like two years now but I, what i did do is like you know keep up on the uh the ex expirations of the snacks offer different snacks you know he was already at the end of his run so that people you know there was shit in there that you know chocolate's got like a year expiration on it and it was yeah. already months beyond that um cleaned the machines there's people like hey this machine's been in here 15 years i've never seen it cleaned once you know that's crazy um and then upgrade them all credit cards and make it more modern you know as far as it's definitely a massive upgrade 100 oh, so all of them got credit card readers on them now which is great because there's an app i can see what's being sold oh you know, wow I okay could, i can know what to take um, without having to go to location and see what it needs to get filled. Oh, yeah. um, so modernizing it to that degree, it's just, you know, made it so much better and made it so much more profitable. Right, because, like, I didn't even think about that, because, like, back in the day, like, that actually makes so much sense, because, like, back in the day, you could just make the run and nothing sold, and it's just, that's yeah, yeah. a waste you of time you, for you me. You don't know, um, and that's a big thing. It's like, you, you still got to drive out there. Um, Absolutely. So that that's a big help. Um, it ain't, like, the biggest issue is, like, when when... A, it's got a bill jam or something doesn't fall it's like i got my number on them but at the end of the day it's like the people don't call you at the location so then it's like oh well we ain't been able to use the bill reader in like three days it's like fuck like yeah you know y'all could have told me and what when i had the 18 we had every week we were going out but we had two routes with a couple locations that overlap so a couple locations we had to visit weekly we just worked them in there so then when I um, downsized and got rid of a few machines, I was able to do it where we only go out uh, once every two weeks. So then it's like, fuck, if the machine broke two days after we were just there and I'm not there for another two weeks, like, let me know. Like, I'd come, I'll yeah. come in and clear a jam because I still got 10 days worth of sales I could get. 
you know, and not everybody uses a credit card reader. There's still people that use cash or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's the, that's, uh, uh, and you can't do nothing about that. Um, some people leave keys on site or whatever, and it's just like, I'm not doing none of that. So it's just like, be proactive. You know, if there's people that um, frequent it often, they'll, you know, they're like, hey, man, let me know if you, I'll, I'll hook you up. I'll, the app is cool, too, because you can do like a re- uh, loyalty program. You can do kind of like a digital punch card. If they buy so many, you can get a free thing. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That is could, cool. Yeah, you could you could set the price like um, at a discount if you know, like, let's say something's going to expire. It's just like, hey, we can the, – the price won't change on the machine, but when you go to purchase it, it'll be at a different price. But you did that through the app. Right. So, uh, it is cool in that regard. So, so like what um, – I'm surprised the app doesn't tell you that the card reader is broken. Is it connected to the card reader? It's not or the so machine? much the card reader. It's more so the 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 card reader is kind of like on there. It monitors the machine, but it doesn't monitor the bill validator or the change. You know. Uh, yeah. So let's say someone puts like a twenty in there, which I don't. None of my machines take that because then they're just going to take deplete all your coin change. Right. And if there's no coin in there to make change then it's not going to accept any bills. And then you got to go back. And then you got to go back. Left and right. So then it's like it doesn't tell you that, which I, all those features, you think it would, you know. Yeah. Right. So is there like, um, forgive me, I'm very ignorant to the vending machine branding me. nowadays, but like is there like a, like like how, what, do you know what like model and like date your your current machines are? No. Um, a lot of mine are older. Mm-hmm. Um the in order to put a credit card reader on them because not all of them accept it it has to be mdb capable which is really just comes down to a plug a six prong plug that goes into the bill validator so that you can pigtail off of that onto the uh, card reader and get power and all that yep if you don't have that it's usually a nine plug you can't do it you can but you have to update the motherboard and the bill validator and you're that's just, putting, just a pain. you're putting hundreds of dollars into a machine that might be you know 500 bucks right so um that's really the only thing and then sometimes it will be MDB compatible. You just got to change a chip on the board to update it to, to have them talk to each other, okay. which is like a $15 chip. Right. So I've had to do that to a couple of them. I, I, any, any machines that I had to like do motherboards on and stuff, I just sold those. I didn't okay. want to have to deal with it. It's just, you know, again, it was only an experiment that's working out, and it's just like I'm kind of halfway in with it, halfway out with it as far as I don't want to kill myself on doing it. It's producing, and it's doing well. And it's doing way better than the numbers that he did. So it's just like I'm content. And, you know, the less machines I got, the less um, I have to service or go out or buy more snacks for. And obviously I got plenty of other stuff going on. So it's just like I'm good with that, you know. Forgive me here. I got a ton of questions on this because this is, like, really interesting to me. And I've never really spoken with anyone who owns any of these. But I see it all over online, especially, like, TikTok. Like, oh, yeah, people like will be, like, side shit. hustle, shit like yeah. that. But, like... So it's just so interesting. So like, is there, if you're comfortable with saying it, is there like a, like a certain location that you really wanted in or like, what is your best look? Not specifically, but like, um, like a bowling alley or anything mall. I mean, yeah. Those type like, of locations are fine. I don't have any of those. Um, I, I got a lot of school, like mine are, first of all, I probably, I don't have any more that are public. So it's like all of mine are in like a factory break room, oh. a school teacher lounge interesting you know so they still do well but none of them are at like the airport or walmart or something like that i'm sure those locations kill but those are usually done by like vending corporations they have to be bigger companies yeah, not a mom and pop set up like how i am so um a couple of my like i had a senior home in in lockport that was phenomenal 
and you know uh, they they uh, had their coin laundry room two feet away from the machine that had a change machine in it to break their bills for the laundry. So I would come out of there with fucking you know a hundred dollars a week in quarters, yeah. you know. But uh, we lost that location. But at the same time, that was one of my most profitable ones, um, and it was just uh, probably. 80 unit apartment building for seniors. Um, so yeah, those, those type of high traffic, you know, you want to have, I had some, um, 24 hour factories, you know, those are great. You don't want to put it at like a, a gas station or a gas station probably would be decent, but if they have snacks there already, it wouldn't. Right. I was going to say, yeah, like depending on what the gas station is. Right. Right. You know, so then it's like, you wouldn't want to put it at a, a a place that has like 15 employees. They won't buy enough to, to make it worth your while. It's you a know, really interesting. 40 employees or three shifts, two shifts, anything like that would be great. But like I said, I I didn't place any of these machines. There's a couple of them that I moved around within the Sweet Home School District because I have some in there that have been great. Um, but those were more so because what happens is, is number one, you put your name on the machine. Um, people that are, are at you know your customer base, they'll hit you up and be like, hey, do you have a machine for this location? So when those come to you, that's great. I have done that. But I've never really went and pitched, hey, I own vending machines. Do you want me to put – I have tried. It just never led to anything. Like the the train station right here, mm-hmm. they don't have no vending in there. And they had um, – Really? No, they had Delaware North, I think. They had some like um, – it was like gourmet-type snacks oh, and fuck? all kinds of stuff. Super expensive. But it's like the clientele that is using the train station. I'll say no disrespect, but if right, think they're, about they're, the clientele on a train station. like $4 on a cookie or something. No, I want to I want to pay for like a $1.50, $2 Kit Kat. Right. So then um you know, I went there, I, I talked to them and they're like for some reason like the Depew station has them and all along the line has them. So this is the only one that doesn't have them and for some reason the manager of this train station doesn't want vending there, which is crazy. But then the train does have a um a food cart you know, mm-hmm. like a, a food truck yeah. uh, with snacks and beverage. But it's not like I don't think they get a cut of that because why would the other stations down the line have vending machines? You know, right. The the I've been to the Syracuse one. They got like 10, you know, multiple yeah. same shit in them, you know. So, I, I, I you know, places like that. And it's like, eh, I'll, I'll kick the tires and see if they um, are interested. But I'm not actively looking for it. It's just something I don't need to bother with. Now, the the last question with the whole vending machine thing, but like it, now it, it, they're slightly relatable. But have you ever thought about like um, like a like a claw machine or games like that, like key machine and stuff like that? Have yeah, you, it, ever mean, peaked an interest or anything? Because um, relatively, I feel like it's the same thing. Yeah, it's just the location for it. You know, yeah. it, it is nice. The, the key machine actually, um, back in the day when Soul High was on Elmwood, I had told them about the key machine when it was first coming up for the sneakers. And it was like, guys, you should you should get one of these. Like, I'll buy the machine and, and work out a situation for you guys. And then yeah. they looked into it and ended up getting it on their own anyway. But those blew up as far as, like, the sneaker industry oh, yeah. like crazy. It was then, huge for oh, sneakers, yeah, for sure. especially they, in Buffalo, everywhere. all other kinds of games of chance and all that stuff on top of that. But it started with the key machine yeah. for the sneakers. Um, you know, yeah, but no. It's just like, you know, I'm good with the snacks. That's just more shit you got to either um, fill with toys or whatever you're putting expensive in goods if you're talking key machine yeah yeah exactly and that top row's got like ipads sometimes oh, and stuff yeah, like sure. that you know and then it's like you know where do you put it i would want to keep an eye on that because you rock them or you do whatever it throws them off yeah um you know so i'm good with the, just the snacks and, and you know that's a pain in the ass in itself those other ones would probably be easier because nothing in them expire yeah that's what the, i was kind of getting at there stuff, it's like you got expirations 
you got shortages like during COVID, it was like, um, you know, Sam's, Costco, BJ's, that's where you're getting stuff from, unless you're buying it online um, in bulk, but they have minimums and then shipping is killer, you know? So then it's like, you know, I don't need 300 bags of just one flavor of Doritos. I wouldn't go through with them. I wouldn't go through them fast enough, yeah, you know? Right. So you kind of, I'm kind of stuck between yeah, I, I'm moving some product, but at the same time, not enough to get the bulk discounts that these um, websites offer, you know. Yeah, and also, like, I feel like with, like, even a key machine or a claw machine, I feel like there's a lot more um, things that could go wrong in those machines. A lot more oh, lights, sure. a lot more flashy, a lot more buttons, yeah, everything. Yeah, people that pissed off because the they track. lost their kick it, they break, you know, yeah. they want to, you know, vandalize it or whatever. And that's got to be more expensive because... I mean, nothing against you. I know for a fact if I were in your shoes probably at this point, I wouldn't know how to fix that myself. You know what I mean? Mm. Like like a track on a key machine or on a, on a claw machine. Like, that's pretty advanced shit. You ever look at those things? Oh, yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, even even some of the, um, like the pop machines with the arm that comes up and grabs yeah. it so yep. that it doesn't drop all the way down. Yeah. And they weigh a ton. So it's just like just moving these things and getting them in and out and getting them through doorways. They're bigger than average, um, like a refrigerator. And, you know, I hire, I think that's the only it. thing I hire people for is moving companies to move the machines. Other than that, I try to, you know, do everything myself. I was going to ask you that. You don't, do you have like anyone employed throughout everything you do? No, it's just me and my girl. Really? As far as the, the vending business. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I feel like vending is something all in all. It's like either you stay like kind of where you're at with it or you go like balls, balls to the wall, wall yeah. like all in. That's all you do. Yeah. The, well, yeah. The, the, the yeah. guy that I bought him from, I think he said at one time he had over a hundred machines and it was right. just every day he was doing something, going shopping, doing whatever. And, um, cause it's, it's by no means a passive business, you know, you, right. you gotta be and shopping. People say that, but it's not. Yeah, yeah, it's not. Um, you know, vending machines, um, storage units, laundromats, those are businesses I've always wanted to get into. Out of those three, I would say storage units would be the most passive yeah. because you don't really have to do anything aside from Ma- people, slight maintenance. People yeah. And yeah that. Slight maintenance, which you got to do that in any yeah. property anyway. Absolutely. But, um, you know, with vending machines, you got to shop, you got to keep an eye on, um, expirations. You got to deal with breakdowns and jams and all that. But you know, it's obvious it will make money. You know what I mean? And, um, if you got good locations, you know, sometimes they're good, sometimes they're not, but putting the credit card readers, you know, it's like, times three you so know as far as how long into it like after you bought them from him did you start to see a profit oh i i got my money back um within six months easy you want to buy some vending machines yeah and that was that was without any credit card readers or nothing that was oh, just wow. that was just ma- general maintenance on the machines um variety of selection and you know you would go to a location when I was training with him or going to check him out, he, you know, let's say a machine has six shelves with seven or eight rows each. You got majority of them empty or majority of them with the same thing because he didn't want to buy something else to put in there. So it's like, if you got a large variety, people are going to buy more, obviously, or at least, you know, try stuff out. But that comes with more money up front on, you know, product and more you got to worry about expiration wise right so um keeping them filled you know you just got to keep them filled and then go from there not and then it's not like not every location you fill them eight rows back you might only need to fill them four rows back because this location will go through four but it won't go through eight so then i got just products sitting there that could be in another one yeah and then multiply that by 10 other machines i'm buying two more cases of product that i didn't need to buy that week and then the expiration dates are just ticking away on them Mm -hmm. you know so you gotta you know time it a little bit and then you're, you're at the mercy of the expiration dates from the factory anyway and that's what i was going to say with during covid um 
we were getting stuff that usually chips are might be two months out. You're getting shit that's like three weeks out, and that's the best they got. And it's just like this sucks, you know. Um, or or products that were big sellers, you know, they sell out like pork rinds. I can't find pork rinds in the bags that I was buying since um, probably two years now, you know, year and a half. I don't know where they went. It's just like they were such a good seller, and they just stopped supplying them at Sam's and BJ's and whatnot in the size and in the quantity that I was buying right, for the yeah. price, you know. Yeah. Have you ever had, like, anybody get, like, out-of-date stuff or anything? Like, I feel like I wouldn't even notice. That's the thing, mm-hmm. too, because right. if you're – let's say you're at the airport or you're at, like, a, a, a public machine – if you did notice, you probably aren't going to be a patron of that machine again for a while anyway. Yeah. You know, because it's like you're just not going to be at that location again. But all of mine are in locations where the employees are my customers every single day. I don't have general public people at these locations. Uh, yeah. So keeping up on the expiration dates is important because you don't want to piss off the only clientele that have access to this machine. Absolutely. You know? So that that's a big thing. And it's like keeping variety you know, knowing what they like, and we keep track of inventory and all that, knowing what they like, knowing what they don't like, or be like, hey, these ones didn't sell, let's introduce them again in three, four months and see if they, you know, get the taste for them again. And then for some reason, like, you don't really see, like, off-brand stuff in vending machines. You don't see, like, Wise Chips too much or, or store brands. You see no. Doritos, Lay's. So they want those higher-end ones, and health stuff doesn't sell at all you know, as health conscious as people want to be. Really? No, it's just like, and then it's like, if you look at some of the health stuff, like vegetable straw chips. Or I was thinking like about that, those. Actually. If you look at those things, they got higher salt content or they got something else in there that when you really look at the nutritional facts, one to one, yeah, those veggie straws are just like a yeah, potato chip. basically. Right. And, and, it's, and it's like they're, they're fried in some weird oil or there's some weird something. So it's just like there's, and then the, the real health stuff that doesn't have preservatives expires relatively quickly and it's more expensive you know so then it's like you're paying a high dollar for something that you're probably not going to do like the most highest dollar thing i got are monsters so they're like three bucks or um jack link's beef jerky three bucks is cheaper than the damn gas station yeah and then i mean i try to keep my prices competitive so that they get bought you know yeah absolutely you know and if you're going to go to the gas station and buy something and then come here it's just like well at least my prices are lower i'm I'm happy with the profit margin that i'm making and we can go from there absolutely that's an interesting business but let's get to the fun stuff Uh, yeah i feel bad we haven't even talked about the most important thing here Um, nice customs that's that's kind of like your baby right how how long have you been doing the, the bread and butter um since 2017 is when I incorporated like the LLC and all that stuff. Okay. But I've been doing custom stuff since like high school. Yeah. But that's really when um, uh, I used to work at the casino in Niagara Falls. So I had D-Nice Customs as a side thing for years. And then I got into an ac- a car accident and was on disability and then eventually lost the job altogether. And during that time, I just took it full time you know so it, was just, it wasn't like a transition period it was just like hey i'm just gonna do this more it was already getting to the point where i was calling off of work to fulfill orders or you know get stuff done especially with um my cause my cleats when it was like the first year of doing that there was custom there wasn't a team on the field that i probably didn't have a stencil or a hang tag or something on because they were hitting up so many custom artists prior to nike and adidas and all that doing the cleats themselves at factories you know so now it's like a a handful of guys that do that but the majority of them are done a year in advance you know for the players because they um 
they're doing them at the factories. Yeah. So yeah. The, for, for the people that don't know, you started with like shoes and cleats and stuff, right? Um, yeah. Dina's Custom started off as um, just me painting sneakers, really. I didn't mm -hmm. do cleats too much back then, um, just as a hobby, you know, or just um, adding details to my own footwear. And then um, where it really took off was um, I had a, a customer that wanted a machine gun Kelly. He has like a, a bandana print back then, a black flag bandana print. It's kind of like the same as the Paisley bandana print, but she wanted that all over the shoes or, you know, in some areas. And I'm the type of guy that is like, it's got, you You know, number one, you're doing it times two. You got a left and right shoe. Um, hand painting it would have been a pain in the ass and it just would have looked like shit. So then it's like, I got to do this correct, you know, and I got a, um, a background in architecture and, and machinery and stuff like that. So I, I bought my first vinyl cutter in order to make stencils of that pattern, um, you know, knowing what's out there and what, what could be done with machinery wise. So then doing that, it's just like now logos were crisper, text was crisper because it'd be prior to that people were just doing it all by hand, which is fine. But to get like a logo, a detailed logo, you know, um, it takes a lot of work, you know, but with a stencil, it's just a no brainer. So then once people started seeing some of my shoes with crisp logos or me offering stencils for sale, then that kind of just overshadowed doing custom shoes. So now it's like, if I do custom shoes now, it's like a run, you know, 25, 50, whether they're laser engraved or painted in some way or something like that. But I haven't like painted a single pair of shoes in years. It's just like, I don't even take the work right? because back then, you know, you're spending 20, 25 hours on a pair of shoes. You know, you're charging someone three, three fifty, and they had a problem with that. Plus the cost of the shoe, if it's you know a retro Jordan that's already um, resell or whatever. Um, so then, it, you know, and then the 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 hourly rate once you break that down, it's just like, oh fuck, this is you know the, the hobby turned into a job that wasn't paying you know great, but the accessory portion of it just took off so it's like that turned from stencils to hang tags lace locks um insoles tissue paper boxes you know and that's just for the shoe realm and then the machinery to do all that is just regular sign equipment anyway so then it's like now i can brand them oh you you know get some stickers send that out with your shoe get a banner um you know, and then just regular customers that need stickers, banners, promotional items for their business, stuff like that. You know, and then it got into doing like cups and glassware and all that. Fucking other stuff. right. I don't even know where to begin to think about doing so, shit like this. Like I have no what, idea. What machines do is. you have? In and there you go. Yeah. Let me see that. Chains, Let me see all, that. all the little details like that. You know, and that that's universal across many different Boom. businesses. So that it went out of, you know, within D Nice Customs itself. You got the shoe lane. You got the signage banner advertisement lane. Um, I do cannabis packaging, so that lane, and then just a custom one-off lane that, you know, hey, cool, looks like a dope project or signage and stuff like that. Like, I'm about to get into, like, wall signage, which I have done before, but just on another level, LEDs and neon and all that stuff. Awesome. That'd be sick. That is cool. Really cool, actually. <laughs> um, I don't know if I finished my question. Yeah, yeah you probably didn't. But um, no, but I went to your place, and I, like, saw the machines in there. Like, yeah, it's packed. <laughs> those, I mean, they can't be cheap. No, by no means. Yeah. Um, when did you get, like, your first machine to, like, start making stuff? Um, that was the, the stencil cutter, you know, and I right. and at the time, like, my mom scrapbooks, and she had this thing called uh, the Cricut, which is real popular now. But back then, it was, like, cartridge-based, so you had to buy these $75, $50 cartridges. You could only make what was on the cartridge. Um 
So when I bought my, when I was researching vinyl cutters, I'm like, I want my own images to be imported and do that, you know, and sign vinyl cutters do that. But was I ready to spend, you know, 1500, two grand on a machine? No, but I did buy one that was like 500 that was robust enough to do what I wanted to do. And then the thing is, is with shoes, which it was primarily used for the details and the, the logos are small. So the machine right. has to be good enough to cut that small clearly you know and that's what i became known for in the in the sneaker industry was highly detailed vinyl stencils you know and back then the cricket machines weren't as popular as they are now which now you can import your own images in the cricket and all that stuff so right now as far as the united customs the vinyl um stencil portion of it that died years ago because cricket and those machines became more affordable for people just to buy their own you know, or regular customers that I had that were buying from me weekly, you know, a couple hundred dollar orders, they, which makes sense, they found it cheaper to just buy and bring that in house. You know what I mean? It's just like you, you cut out the shipping time, you can make it on demand. But at the time, that the sneaker world didn't have that as a tool. You know, they were still doing it all by hand. Uh, by hand so, yeah, like free hand. That's what scares me. You know, when it comes to like video production and stuff like this, or like filming other people's podcasts, because we've done a few other people's podcasts and mm. stuff. But when they realize how easy it is, and just oh, maybe yeah, yeah, take yeah, yeah. take thirty minutes to learn it. Oh yeah, but I mean that, that's the thing. It's just like some people are scared to take that step. Some people they don't just don't want to. How they, you know, it's like you got to get a computer. You got to have some design design knowledge. You got to, but that's like that separates like the hustlers from the people who are just content with doing what they do. Yeah, and if you know. If you're a person that got to do, you know, you're doing 20 cleats or 20 sneakers a week, you know, it might benefit you if you got a person to run that machine or it might benefit you just to outsource that. It's a tax write off for you because at that point you're a legitimate business. Like, you know, you know, if you don't got the write offs, you're going to pay the money to the government anyway. So, yeah. hey, I get these stencils made. I get them quick. I get them, you know, and, and we go from there. So that that was, you know what started the 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 real bulk of the business but like i said it, i don't even do stencils all like that anymore yeah. just so what's like the that. biggest part of the business now um it's all over the place because you know one week it could be stickers one week it could be banners um one week it could just be a shit ton of insoles you know the biggest job i've done insole wise was for adidas and uh we did 2500 pair you yeah. know and that's you know five thousand individual pieces you know um and, and that was just insoles, you know, and then there's lace locks and all that other stuff. So it, it, it fluctuates because I do so many different things and some weeks is all of it, you know. Yeah. Right. Damn. Crazy. To even think about that is <coughs> fuck. I mean, all right. So my question is, where do you really want to be in like five years with everything? I hate that uh, question. Main focus. I know you hate that question, but like everybody has like what they want to like. Because you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah you got to have a, a, a direction. Like right now, I, I've been needing a bigger space probably for like the last two years. Um, whether if I build my own or or find a place that I can, you know, um, grow and expand as far as bigger machinery. Um, and, you definitely and, need a bigger space. Yeah, no I doubt. Don't know how you, you know, <laughs> I don't know how you know where everything is. And oh, is. yeah. And it, it's a constant dance of moving things around to, to, yeah. to figure it out. But um, You had um, a lizard in there too, right? Bro, I got a snake. A snake. You have a snake? And this fucking no. guy just went missing on Valentine's Day and he's been what? missing since. Wait, what do you mean? Yeah. What kind of snake is it? A uh, ball python. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, man. No. So, he got out. Yeah. Like, just where's escaped. your where's your located? Where are you located? In Larkin. No, he's not he's not like outside, but it's just like so when I got back from um Vegas, you know, I was cleaning his tank and I must have not have closed it up right. 
and he just got out and he's got like a um he had like maybe a 15 hour jump on us so he's somewhere in the yeah man and i can't find him so it's just like i just set up traps for him and all kinds of shit so i've been dealing with that the last couple of days as far as trying to find him he's gotten out before in there we found him within like 10 minutes but this time three of us looking for him he's deep we have not been able to find him he's in there somewhere he's a four and a half foot snake He's about this fucking fat. There's not many places for him to hide that are small and that are, like, areas that he can, like, get out of the shop. So I know he's in there, but it's like we went through every, And you've seen my shop, how much yeah. just, like, shit is in there. Ugh. And we've gone through it several times, and I just cannot find him. It's just it's blowing my mind now that it's been so a couple of days. Oh, I want to go into your shop, but you got to let me know when he <laughs> yeah, finds I can't. He'll turn up. The, the I last can't do time, snakes. Um, I lost him one other time in my apartment, and he was gone for, like, seven days. But, oh my god! Uh, yeah, but the, the, that particular particular time, he was like trapped in an area he couldn't get out of. So it's not like he was roaming around. But uh-huh. the time I found him, it was like you did you couldn't have gotten out of this if you wanted to. Um, this particular time, he's got free reign, so I don't know where he is. You know, he's moving around. You know, sneaky little fucker. I got cameras in there, and they're not sensitive enough to pick him up, which sucks because it's just like oh. if he is out. So it's like right now, if you go into my shop, I got fucking mice on the floor under heat lamps. I got uh. Uh, flower on the floor to see if he crossed a certain doorway or something to at least know what direction he's in. Damn. It looks like a fucking seance in there because it's just random ass shit. But you don't think he's stuck again? Like he somewhere? very well could be, but like the tight, I don't have many like tight areas, yeah. you know, and it's just like I've, I check them daily. And um, the next move I'm going to do is like really just have to take out all my inventory. And a lot of my inventory and boxes and stuff are sealed. So it's not like he's in a box. But I really just got to move everything because the thing is, is like you can check one spot and he could be uh, somewhere else. But then tomorrow when you go check it, he moved. You yeah. Know? So Ugh, I hate snake. That's yeah, like my number I, one fear. He's got Ugh. I've had him. I've had him since. Uh, 2009, he's gotten out three times and this is the second longest time he's been gone. But well, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> I'm sure you will. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we'll sneaky fucker. Could they? Oh. Man, snakes. Ugh. I don't mind snakes. Oh, no, no he's mind. chill, man. He, you know, he's not gonna. I'm afraid of him. like the local gardener, gardener snake, dude. Yeah, well, those I don't are like... sketchy, man. You don't know how they're gonna act. The thing is, is that the thing is, is that they need a heat source. Yeah. So it's like check the radiators, check the machinery, puts off some type of heat just so they stay warm because they're cold blooded. He's hungry because I fed him before I went to Vegas, which is going on two weeks now. So he's like cold, pissed off. He's probably about in the area of shedding, which they kind of go blind temporarily while they're shedding. Oh, so okay. then he's like just agitated, and now he's fucking just out and out, you know. Damn. So now he's like pissing his own self off. So when I do find him, he's gonna be, you know, probably a little angry. They like bite, like see, like bite. Um, I, I I got bit by him when he was little, you know, just like six inches. I haven't been bitten. And now he's four and a half foot. You said, yeah. Holy. Yeah. Fuck, and their their teeth are like hooked. Ugh. So when they bite, when they latch onto you, like the reaction is to like pull them off, but you really can't because they dig in deeper. That's just gonna hurt. So you gotta like push their face into you more to unhook the hook and then pull them. Ugh. And that's if they latch on and you know. What kind of what kind of snake is it? Look this up quick. It's a ball python. So they're pretty. Look up ball python. To begin with, you know, they're they're. Really... I want to see a. I want to see the image. Oh, this he's, is. He's I'm chill. abusing the. He actually can be a producer now. We always call him producer, but he does nothing but wear headphones. Yeah, that's it. He's a normal. So he looks just like he those looks first like the, three pictures. The, the brown and yeah white one. And that's just you know that's the typical uh, kind they sell at like PetSmart and shit like that. All those other ones are like morphs or. Um, different they kind of like interbreed them and breed them to look you know those different colors you're a big snake guy um 
He doesn't look like that. He's kind of like the first three. Yeah, like the first three. Yeah, that's just that's considered like a normal. So that's what he looks like. Yeah, exactly, like just like that. Yeah, they all look the same. Damn. What? But you see how he's like curled up like that? That, yeah. that You know the the reason or the why they have the name Ball Python is because they kind of ball up like that, gotcha. and you can literally just like roll them across the floor, and he'll just stay like that. You know, they don't climb all that much, so that's why it's like I, I have a feeling he's not like up high on shelving or something. Oh, okay. He very well could be. But their their species by nature is just like burrowing ground. Gotcha. Okay, you know? so that was like my thing. I'm like, well, you're gonna be walking around and things are gonna be like. Yeah, but then it's like if if um, if it gets to a point where he's really cold and you know, let's say he's in the basement or something, he will climb up high to get to the water pipes for the radiators. That Absolutely. Are in the rafters because it's like, well, now they're Ugh. desperate, so they do things that they typically wouldn't. I don't know. I just have a big phobia of snakes. Do I don't. You? I don't think they're pretty chill. Anything without legs that that lives on <laughs> land. Snakes. That's he about has a it, right? Dragon. He has a oh, nice I'm okay with the dragon, but ooh. You weren't at first. No, no, not at first. But then I, I grew. He's cool. Yeah, he's cool. But like, dude, snakes are just like like we had the like we were in New York City. Like it was on my neck. I'm like, that was yeah. freaking out. Oh, yeah, there was a big ones. Big, oh my god, man. Yeah. I just one don't of my like, buddies used to have one because they the can day. climb shit. They don't even have legs. I mean, I'm not so concerned about climbing, but when they're that big, they'll definitely wrap your ass up. Well, <laughs> you that know, they're strong like, and they can't get you off. I just don't see how if you don't have legs, how you can climb shit. Bro, how you all, doing it's that? It's all muscle. You ever see one climb a tree? No, I don't want to. It's, I have. It's wild how they climb video like, it. Video like a uh, look like up like a, a boa climbing a palm tree. It's wild Ugh. how fast they get up there. Then you see like, but like I don't know. Like I can't even like really look at pictures without making me squirm. I, oh, for yeah, some yeah. reason, I can't do snakes at all. Yeah, that's like I like, see them, I'm out. Yeah, like I said, the gardener snakes. Like if I see it all the way over there, I'm running. I know that thing's not catching up to me. I know it's not doing anything, but yeah, I'm like running. That one right there. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> look at, look look at, at the that. distance that's just, he clears. He clears about like so, three, four feet at a time. Oh, like, my God. It's just not right. Up yeah, yeah. Then, he got it down packed. And he's wow. going up there to get like a bird or a nest or something. Like, oh, my God. These things live among us, people. In Florida, that, that's all that's down there. Reticulated so pythons, they got a big problem with them. But I am never going near the Everglades, oh, ever. Yeah. I'll tell you that right now. You're lucky I even get to Florida in general. We were walking out the one day, and we saw this massive black one. I'm, I'm talking. Oh, that show's probably poisonous. It had to have been. Yeah. And then we're just walking outside from the house, and I'm like, what the fuck is that, man? Yeah, that's the, the ones I wouldn't. Like, some, some people have poisonous ones as pets, and it's just like, why? Well, I see the dudes on TikTok. Now you're yeah, looking up like anacondas and shit. Is this an anaconda? Oh, that's a python. What is it? That's, that's a python. python. Yeah. Jeez. Aren't um pythons in Florida uh, invasive? Yeah, they're invasive, and they're getting to the point where they're becoming like the top predator because they just be fucking everything they, up. They're eating alligators. They're eating all the shit in the Everglades. So they're just because, like they do hunts down there. Just you just go for kill for them. them. Yeah, yeah, just, just kill go kill them. them. Yeah. I see the kid on TikTok all the time. And He's it's like, all the pet trade. Like they just buy them as pets. They get to because reticulated pythons. They can because they're not from there. 15, 20 feet. No, right. So like it had to have just spawned from like pets and shit, and yeah. then they just and get then out. And it's like they, when, they, when they when they mate and lay eggs, it's like fifty eggs. Yeah, or more, you know. So it's and then you got no natural predators once they get to a certain length. Big time besides invasive. man and alligators. Look up anaconda quick. I just want to spike my fear. Yeah, I gotta get the the adrenaline going. Anaconda, big. Just type in big after. Oh it. yeah, they're, they're big regardless. Urgh, look at them things, dude. Oh my god, and they can swim. Can can python swim? Yeah, all snakes can. Swim. Oh my yeah. god, it's why can you how swim? Long they can stay underwater. And oh my god, dude, you don't have legs and you can swim and you can climb. It just it's just not right. So anacondas by weight, they're the biggest snake, but reticulated pythons by length are the biggest snake. Okay. So I would. 
you wouldn't run into an anaconda, I don't think, in the Allegory Blades. They got reticulated pythons. Them, yeah, th those guys are out. Like, yeah, those guys are out. Like, um, those guys are out. Like, like, like south, like deep south, right? Mm -hmm. Like, like Africa and shit. Yeah, like yeah. South America. Uh, um, what about thirty-three fucking feet? Look at what a fucking eight hundred eighty pounds. <laughs> oh my god, man. That's wild. What about uh? You know what the coolest snake is though, in my opinion, the cobras. Some shits are cool. Yeah, they get pre pretty long too. Yeah, and that's just crazy. You know when they when they make them dance or they make them I know hypnotized or whatever. That's just wild. there's a one dude and on then TikTok. The ones that they spit. So they, then it's yeah. like you don't even gotta worry about it getting you. It can just shoot you from here. And it like, gets you in the eyes. You're blind right, instantly. You're blind, yeah, like yeah. what the fuck? Because there's like these guys on TikTok. I'll scroll around once in a while, and they'll be live with these. Like you were saying, people have them as pets. These venomous snakes. And like they're oh, just like him, they're yeah. just sitting there poking them, yeah. and people in the comments are like, "You better stop!" <laughs> like Dude, some people, just... some people like they keep snakes as pets loose in their house. Regularly. That's fucking like, wild. They don't have tanks for them. That's absolutely so wild. Then it's like they're really living amongst them, and like that's just crazy. Like, that's just absolutely wild. Yeah. Like what happens? To, like I don't think they they would do venomous ones like that, but just having multiple not. different species of snakes just chilling in the house. Yeah. No, no absolutely yeah, not. Would you let Dart out and just roaming around? Well, Dart would probably like kill himself now. <laughs> no, I mean if it, yeah, if he had like a heated space to go to constantly, because I know he likes the. Oh, he tries to go into the heaters. Right. Yeah. They all all the reptiles are cold blooded, so they yeah. all want to heat. They have to have heat, right? Yeah. Yeah. When I, you know, I would let him out in the house, um, you know, because he's like he's in a tank all day long. I would let him out in the house, and he'd go for like the AV equipment or the the, um, the baseboard heaters or whatever. So the first time I lost him, it was one of those scenarios. And my sister had came over and distracted me, and I forgot to grab him before I went to bed and put him back in the tank. So I woke up this morning or the next morning. I looked at the tank, and the lid was off. I was like, "Fuck!" So I started looking for him and called her over, and we couldn't find him. And my man was gone for a whole week, you know. And the only reason I found him, I had uh, sliding glass doors. And covering my laundry room i think he got to the point where he was cold hungry and pissed off where he forced himself between the gap of the doors and what he was like his body was too thick for the gap so then i kept hearing and this was when in the beginning of dns customs i had all my equipment in my one bedroom apartment so i'm hearing like i'm doing some design work and i'm hearing what sounded like um styrofoam rubbing against itself and i'm like what the fuck is that noise and I look down my hallway, and half his body is sticking out of those doors, like four feet off the ground. I was like, oh, shit, there you are. So then it became an issue where I couldn't close the doors because his body would have got chopped in half. Right? Yeah, yeah. And then just his face is sticking out. I had no access to the back of the doors. So then I'm kind of like nudging him back in there, blocking his head because he's pissed off, ready to bite, striking at me from you know that position. Yeah. And then eventually got him out. And he was freezing. He was cold as shit. And... Um, so that that was that scenario. Uh, how did you even get him back? Like just, you got just him back in? slowly putting him back in because I couldn't take him out that way. I had to push him back in push to the point in. that I can get the doors open to get my body in there and then grab the back of him and pull him the rest out. Right. So how do you go about like picking him up? Like is he like cool with you? Like or like? Yeah, I mean honestly, I don't pick him up as much as I should. Um, I only pick him up to take him out to feed him. Um, I don't feed him in the tank because then they kind of like when you do stick your hand in there to clean or something, they think it's like. Food, food time yeah so I, I i he is trained to eat outside the tank um and then occasionally i'll take him out like either outside just to get you know some sun or let him go in the shop and i'm keeping an eye on him yeah you know? but his breed you can certainly you you know just like you see people on the street but those other ones you could play with them all day long and hang on hang them on your neck and all that stuff i just don't do that you know 
Right. He wasn't brought up like that, so I really don't know if I would trust him to react well to it. Absolutely, but yeah. Breed-wise, they are docile. Are they? Okay. Yeah. They just scare me <laughs> i'm just scared 24 7 of them things man snakes they freak me yeah, out yeah i mean you're not you're in an area where you were running into them too often i so know dude great. i love it here dude it's nice we get like snowstorms we have like no deadly animals and that's about it we don't got tornadoes hurricanes anything crazy crazy we don't really have do we have deadly animals here i don't think so i, don't think I so, mean no. there might be like I mean, the rare that, like occasional bear yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 and, and it's or a people black buying bear. exotic shit that they release. Like Absolutely. My, my cousin is a works for Animal Control, and he gets calls on exotic shit all the time. Caimans and and um, uh, uh, what's a caiman? Like a like a different version of a crocodile. Absolutely. Like small, Actually, it's crazy the fact that you crocodile. bring that up. Uh, I was at, I'm not going to say the name, but a certain sneaker shop in Buffalo a couple of years ago. And there was a dude, he was trying to put off piranhas. And he had, oh, yeah, then he showed me that. a video in his bathtub of a fucking crocodile. It wasn't huge, but it was this little thing. I'm like, what the fuck? Dude, yeah, he's trying I mean, to sell him so shit like, about, you know, that, what that the, without the tail. but what the fuck? And then, um, what are you doing? A lot of poisonous snakes and shit that really? he'll get People, calls on. Because really? when they do like raids, of, you know, a lot of drug dealers have shit like that. Just fuck shit. So when they do raids, they call him to get the animals out. It's typically dogs and cats or whatever. But when they got exotic animals, he has to deal with them too. And, you know, he'd just be telling me these stories of all this shit that. But the thing is, is like a lot of that wouldn't be in the wild because it would die here in the, in the cold. True. Months, yeah. You know? Absolutely. It's, it's, uh, we live in a good area for like deadly animals. Yeah, for sure. You don't want to die. You might find like, from a, an like a black widow spider or wolf spider. Really? Right here? Yeah. yeah. Black I, had a, widow? I had a house I was doing. In PA, we I've definitely ran into black widows. No shot. Um, and really? I had a, a wolf spider in a house I was remodeling one time too. And a, like a brown recluse. Oh, wow. Yeah. No shot, really. I would be more scared of spiders than I would fucking reptiles or snakes. Yeah. Like those fucking things, is they'll get you. <laughs> they'll yeah. get you without you even knowing it until they're like. Oh, see, I'm not afraid of like spiders like visually, but like no, if I, I knew mean, it was a black widow, like fuck out of here, I'm gone. Like, I'm yeah. in the elevator and down. And then the thing is, like they're tiny and they just pack. You know, they could knock you out. They can kill you. It's crazy. They really they're, can. And they can literally just be anywhere. And then like there's that. Uh, Look at that. Oh my goodness. There's that statistic that you eat like eight spiders a year or some shit. And yeah. What happens when you're a black sleeping? Widow. Yeah. Yeah. What happens when one's right. a black widow? She bites your tongue, your throat. Fuck. I'm sure. I'm sure so many people die from a black widow biting their throat every year. It's Look like a weird a, statistic. How many? How many people? How many people die from eating a black widow in their sleep? on accident? Yeah. yeah, something like that. There's no way someone's eating a black widow on purpose. Right, right. I mean, I'm definitely ah, sure there's shit, definitely people know? out there. I feel like anything you can imagine, somebody's done or has like oh, fuck yeah. yeah, or has tried. Do people really swallow spiders in their sleep? Ah, oh, whatever. Black widows, though, they're nothing to fuck with. What does a wolf spider look like, though? Are those poisonous? Yeah. Are they? Can you look up a wolf spider? Because, like, the town that I grew up in and still live in, we have these. So, especially on. Oh, I see them all the time. Them are poisonous? Yeah, but some of them. Some spiders look like other spiders. So, it was like. Okay. It would, it would be like a non venomous version of it. Okay. Just so they can ward off predators. We have a bunch of these guys. I don't know if they're these exactly, but, like, we call them. So, I live on a road named Wisconsin Road. Grew up there, right? And we call them Wisconsin Road Spiders oh, my whole life. You see these guys every summer covering the road. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. They look just like that. But I, I, there's no way they're poisonous because look at that. Like, looks like, like, like it's Daddy Long Legs. 
they're poisonous. They're the most poisonous. Yeah, one, I want to say got short fangs and they can't do nothing to you. But they're like uh, they're everywhere in Buffalo, as far as I know. They're, they're like, everywhere, they're like a basement type of spider. Yeah, absolutely. But they, you know, they they they're like territorial, so they'll like kill um, centipedes or other spiders right. or whatever. So it's just like kind of having one around is all right. Absolutely. You know, Danny Longlegs. That's crazy to think that they're like very poisonous. Yeah, but like they just can't bite us. I guess their fangs are too short. Has anyone died from a Danny Longlegs? To, like, pierce your skin. Is it Daddy or Dandy? That's true. I don't know. Is it daddy, daddy or d- daddy? Daddy. It's got to be daddy. Daddy. Yeah. Daddy long yeah, legs. Like, Has anyone up, ever died from a daddy the leg? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Dude, this is so nice having this. I know. Is oh, it this, a myth? A yeah. Oh, it's a myth. It is not harmful to humans, but they kill redback spiders. How, um, what the fuck? Dude, the, Australia has some crazy spiders. Look up our daddy long legs venomous. Fuck, there's a lot of That's what shit I'm out fucking there. saying, man. That's I don't want to go like, out there. I don't there. know how people just survive in Australia. Like, they must eradicate yes. them from the cities. Dude. So much Australia is just outback. You see spiders the size of this damn Bro, fucking... Bro, it's spiders, snakes, snakes, lizards. Everything out there is poisonous, too. You can't even fuck with, even like, kangaroos or kangaroos. Kangaroos. Yeah, kangaroos. Yeah. Oh, so that's purely a myth, apparently. Oh, no shit. I honestly believe that, too, though. Oh, wait, that they... They are venomous? They're absolutely capable of biting humans. While they do have venom, it's barely potent enough to kill insects. Oh, so it's not like a myth that they're not venomous. Okay, so they are venomous, but it's just not enough to even kill an insect. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fair. Fucked on that. You know know what I would really be scared of, dude? Is fucking jellyfish. Because it's like, you're in the ocean, bro. You're having a good time. Anyone's. There's one called Irokanji. It's like the size of um, a pencil eraser. And it's the most venomous one. Like, little shit yeah. is the most potent venom because they got to get Have the Have you ever kill. been stung by one? No. I've been stung I, by I, a jellyfish. I would feel a jellyfish. I mean, I would feel getting stung by a jellyfish would just be the worst thing. Cause I got like stung by a jellyfish on my calf, times. and I pissed on my own calf because yeah, I thought that would. I, heard that, yeah. I thought I got, it was true, I but I don't think it is. Because I like doing shit in the ocean, but it's like, fuck, these guys are out Florida, here. Florida. Some visible, parts of like, Florida yeah, are loaded with them. Yeah, like, look at the one in that vial. Well, so Max and TJ are in Daytona right now? Yeah, Kanji, that's the one. So there's those jellyfish that like wash up. Like I don't know if like you've been to Florida, been to like South Carolina, any of the Carolinas, they wash up on a beach. Like the dead ones. Yeah. They're so, still poisonous. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Max sends me or TJ sends me a Snapchat today of Max fucking playing with one. He t- he titled, he said he, he said free pocket pussy. <laughs> <laughs> and he's playing with it on the beach. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? It's fucking Max with his broken hand. Like, what are you doing, dude? Yeah, the, the fact that they're like clear and translucent and you're just chilling Creepy. in the water and their their tentacles are so long. Mm-hmm. I think that will just get you. You know what's really fucked? Octopus. This is octopi. Yeah. Yeah. Them things are fucked. Yeah. Yeah. They're just okay, not there's real. Some, there's some weird animals. How are they real? I legit think like like you're out here, like the people are in space looking for aliens. It's like go to the ocean, dude. There's Bro, plenty of weird shit down an there. An octopus has to be an alien. Bro, octopus. You ever see um like a cuttlefish? It's, a cuttlefish, no. It basically no. does the same thing an octopus does as far as mimicking its environment. But there's a, a video of a cuttlefish on a chessboard. Oh, that backfired on you. But yeah, keep going. It, it's a cuttlefish on a chessboard, and he turns into the black and white squares along his body. What is it body. called? A cuttlefish. Type this in, cuttlefish? It's fucking wild. So you don't want to cuddle with him? I guess not. But, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's amazing that the animal could do that. And it's just like, yeah. that's pretty alien-like if you, you know, the predator turned himself invisible. Like, the oh. fuck is even that? Yeah, look at that shit. <laughs> Dude, that is an alien, man. Yeah. What the hell is even that? What the hell is even that? That is an alien. For sure. And it's like, how many other things down there look just like that or crazier? And it's just, especially like deep ocean, 
the yeah. abyss type yeah the creatures. shit that we don't even know about like crazy. deep down yeah did you what's the one that they call the uh type an earthquake fish this is great having this he hates us now he yeah. actually has to do shit i love it earthquake fish brett's gonna so call it off so <laughs> so apparently apparently go, ahead, go to go to images so apparently, like I saw this happen, and then there was like an uh, an earthquake in Japan. Oh yeah, and it so really yeah, came they, up. they captured it in right here in Come those first two place. pictures, and then also on the right. No, no, go to the first two. Yeah, that shit's huge. So they saw this motherfucker come up, and apparently they're so deep down you can never, you rarely ever see them. Yeah. But apparently they came, they they come up when they're sensing an earthquake. Mm. But then there was a massive earthquake like a month after. The size of that thing, you know what? Uh, huge. Uh, what are they called? Like um, squid, like just. Giant squid. Giant squid are fucking They're crazy, like so too. Elusive. There's like two videos of them. On, Absolutely. They're enormous. And those wash up once in a while. And now we're talking like getting into it. But like, what do we think about like megalodons? Are them things still out there? I don't that know. Would be crazy. I mean, people still find their teeth and it's like this one. Holy like, shit. Enormous. Massive. Look up a megalodon tooth. <laughs> 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 All right. we. This is the last time we abuse it. But like, we're going to abuse it for this episode tooth yeah, yeah like yeah. look at the one in the hand right there it's like look at that compared to a great white you thought a great white was big right. holy mother of fuck i would look at I, that but i would love to go like shark cage diving oh i would do it oh, i would 100 percent do it i don't do know shit. dude i've seen some videos where those cages start to yeah, break yeah, or the shark get in there but it's look not, at that size so. comparison oh yeah, my that's, god that's fucking wild and the thing is the great whites are usually like 20 fucking foot or mm -hmm. damn near mm -hmm. what the hell is even that <laughs> No, I would do cage diving though. Oh, for sure. I would. Like, I've, I was like looking into it. That's one uh, of those Hawaii things you could do because it's like the warm waters out absolutely. there. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I was looking Mexico. They, yeah. Dude, no, Mexico is probably the worst place to do it. I wouldn't trust them. Sketch. To, yeah, yeah, but yeah, just like in general, I'd probably do it off like Florida coast though. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, I think I, like I don't know if I want to see like the biggest great white, but like I want to see a well, great that's the white. Thing too, it's like whatever sharks are in that area. I, so I've seen like, a great white. Like we did it off of Myrtle Beach, and we were deep sea, and we were chumming. Yeah. I've seen one, yeah. but I want to see one. Yeah, oh, I want to really? see one though. Yeah, yeah. You know what I and mean? And then they do it. They do it where you like get in like shallow ice water, like twenty feet of water, and you're like on the ground and you're chumming down there. Fuck. But that's that. a different story. You know? Fuck that. You got you're like legit scuba diving at the same time. Yeah. No. No. I don't I, fuck with the ocean. You don't even like water. No. Oh no. I. It's. I just don't like the ocean. Mm. Ocean's scary as hell. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I mean, I've jumped out of planes. That's what I'm saying. No one like, they're exploring it, but not to the degree they are like doing space. Like absolutely, right <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. You know, and the pressures and shit Dude, down there. Shit. A lot of those fish that are deep sea fish, the reason they don't come up is because if they do, they'll like pop or they'll yeah because they're not used to like the the pressure. The pressure. Just like that submarine, you know. And then we're talking <laughs> about we're talking about <laughs> those, those people weren't used to the pressure. Either. Yeah. <laughs> I Fuck, saw that was I saw up. the I saw the uh, no no I saw it was, it was Valentine's Day the other day I saw one of the fake Valentine's cards that said oh, my heart will implode for you or, or oh, fuck, my love yeah. implode or something like bro, that. Bro, the meme culture when shit goes down <laughs> is so fast brutal, and brutal, isn't it? It's wild. Like those shits fast, were coming up like the next day. Fast and ruthless, man. Yeah. It's crazy. But <laughs> now you can like call it up like oh that's gonna be a meme and it's like sure enough, absolutely anything. But then you have like um uh. Like, we're talking about ocean here. Talking about space. Talking about ocean. Dude, 
there's land animals that haven't been discovered, man. Oh, fuck yeah. Every year, every year at the end of the year, they, they like do a list of newly discovered. Yeah. Even if it's like a different species of a turtle or something. Some of them motherfuckers are yeah. weird looking too. For no, sure. alligators were around like before dinosaur, dinosaurs. Dinosaurs? Yeah, dinosaurs. that's what <laughs> That's what they say. Yeah, yeah, that shit's crazy. I mean, it makes sense. Like, they, they don't fucking get sick. The same with great whites. They don't get sick. No. They just, uh, just. Them motherfuckers just here. predators. Do whatever. Fuck Absolutely, they want. and we just look like bitches compared to them. Fuck yeah, you just a fleshy bag. No <laughs> shit, <laughs> tear them up. Like we're food. Right. You know? That's crazy. Yeah. I don't know, dude. Honestly, sharks scare me too, but I'm, I'm still more afraid of snakes. I can't. I can't do snakes. I mean, yeah. I mean. The, you you know a snake can get near you like a shark yeah, got to get near it absolutely you know? absolutely right no, yeah I mean you got a good point like I'm safe here right right but I don't know what's in here right there was that um some like excursion you could do at the Atlantis in Bahamas with sharks and a, a kid got bitten not too long ago damn I bro. saw that he was and then they were like trying to get him out I think yeah. it just got his leg and Those shit are like that. like well fed probably doped up animals and they still got his ass and it's like oh shit you can't take that. the fucking nature out of the piece man. <laughs> yeah. Shit, it's a wicked world, and we're just fucking humans. Mm-hmm. There's like people you're talking about pets. There's like people having chimps, dude. Oh, bro, a chimp the one, fuck I want no, I want like Not a, a finger chimp. monkey, man. Like, yeah, like a I want like monkey. a little monkey that's gonna crawl on me and shit and just play with me. That's yeah. as yeah. big as he'll stay. Yeah. Not like a real. I had the opportunity um, in in Florida to do a thing with a chimp at a zoo, and it was just a baby, probably a year old, and the fucking strength was ridiculous. Absolutely. Like, you know, you don't, it's like, it's small and baby size, so you think you gotta be gentle with it. He was like, just let him do his thing, he'll crawl all over you, you don't gotta aid or nothing, and it, it's wild. Like, once they get to a certain age, they just can't do that anymore, because they'll fucking rip your face off. Rip your fucking face yeah, off, dude, man. Which has happened, and, and yeah. like, that's, that's probably like the scariest animal that people try to keep hell yeah like the, the sheer strength on half these fuckers like mm-hmm. on that something and like they're, they're like not in a lot of zoos like i i, I think yeah. i can't remember what zoo i went to but they had them and it's like you go look at them it's like holy shit like you have you have like gorillas in a lot of zoos yeah but not chimps but not they're, chimps. they're social and you know they're they're just super intelligent they're like yeah. fuck this place we're not listening to you <laughs> like, yeah sure like i am stronger than you yeah yeah planet of the planet apes. of the apes man yeah for sure fucking hell they're gonna start talking and be like i am caesar <laughs> fucking rip your face off they're coming out with a new one of those though that was are like they yeah movie. they're not that's not like a sequel though it's like something totally no, they always new like kind of yeah yeah, yeah. But Dude, monkeys are scary. For sure. Keeping like any exotic animals, like you know, tigers. Yeah. And shit like that is just. There's odd. people that own tigers. What the fuck? That person on TikTok. Can has... you do that one last thing? Can you oh do one last God. thing? Um, it's type in type in guy sitting with white lion. No, not Mike Tyson. I, I we've all seen the Mike Tyson tiger. We all know that. Mike Tyson talks about his tigers. He's like, dude, those tigers. If anybody else walks in those cage, in that cage, oh, yeah, you're fucked up. But I walk in, type in guy with white that. with white lion, and then like type it like TikTok a or something. Person on TikTok that has like a Rottweiler and a like a black. Now go to videos. Oh yeah, and they're like buddies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they it's do crazy. like a, a partnership system with that. But the cat was like a kitten when yeah. they got it, and then they raised it with the. Dog. They do that a lot with cheetahs, like at zoos. They they yeah, do a companion dogs. thing. Yeah, because yeah. cheetahs are like weirdly. I don't know. They're trying to like more chill. Yeah. yeah. They're like kind of scared of it. And they want to, yeah, they're a little sketchy, TikTok. so they want like a buddy. Yeah. You ever see a liger? Yes. Yeah. In person? No. no. Fucking huge, dude. They are huge. Right there, that one. Watch this. This shit's fucking crazy. This dude just got this thing chilling on him. 
Oh no! Got to drag the puzzle piece. <laughs> Fucking. Well, there's like this, this U, these uh, UA guys that got um, a lot of money. They tell me he shows it. Things. Look at this. Oh yeah, yeah. What yeah, the yeah. fuck are you doing, God, dude? Damn. No shot. Do you ever see when they do it with hyenas? No. Like hyenas have, are vicious just, too. Exactly. They'll just have a hyena chilling in the front of their Bugatti, and it's just like on a chain. Like yeah. that—that's an animal you can't fucking probably tame. Those guys are out there's, there. There's another guy on TikTok that works at an animal sanctuary thing or whatever. And yeah, he's, some joke he's like shit. real cool with the wolves. What? Oh yeah, the? wolves will fuck you up too. And he's just like rubbing his face on them and stuff. Yeah. And they have hyenas. I gotta too, imagine he's doing some, the same sometimes thing. those things are—they're either like so doped up or you know they, they have to be you. right. Yeah. Well, he said like he would never recommend right anyone going up to oh, a wolf, hell no. right? Hell no. And. He raised them <laughs> since they were a puppy in his own house. That looks fake, but that's not. definitely fake. That's definitely fake. That's, de- <laughs> that's a mid journey. The shit. scary thing about wolves is that they'll fucking work together to get your ass. Like hell <laughs> yeah. Like, how are y'all talking? Like you know. Hell yeah. Shit. I think you got anything else you want to plug? Yeah, everything? we would, just rambling. I love it. Hey man, it's all good. Um, D nice customs on uh, Instagram, Facebook, um, email. Um, I set up a, a botch pod discount code, so if anybody oh, needs shit. anything, oh, they should shit. Oh, shit. type that into the uh, website or, or mention it when you shoot me an email. And if you watch this far, you just got the plug. <laughs> right. <laughs> Actually. We might even put it on screen at the beginning or something. I, wanna, I think we yeah, have to, right? Yeah, it's just botch pod. And, we have uh, to. You know, just mention that and uh, give you a 10% discount or whatever you need. Hell so, yeah. Hell yeah. And we'll put your Instagram stuff in the yeah, description. Yeah, everything will be linked in the description. On YouTube. Cool. Appreciate it. But thank you for coming through. Yeah, man. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. Like, comment, subscribe. Otherwise, you're a big, fat pussy bitch.